Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 42 of the Power Company podcast brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Before I even get started here, I just want to say a big thanks. We just hit 150,000 downloads and, you know, this thing's only, it'll be 18 months old next week. So we're still, still wee babes. And uh, 63,000 of those downloads have come in the past 90 days. So you guys are killing it. Thank you. We appreciate that hugely. Uh, Nate and I are here in Lander right now working on the patron-only episodes and new rewards for the patrons that are going to be coming out in June. So if you have not become a patron yet, you can still do that. And you'll be able to do that forever, frankly. Um, you can do it at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. We're going to have a bunch of new exciting things for the patrons. We've had a lot of fun figuring out exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. So coming soon. Uh, we're also working on ebook updates over here. Those things are going to be all updated this summer. And we're really excited about one we've been putting a lot of energy into, which is a new one that will be concerning the development of body tension and how you apply it to climbing. And, and we really think this is a game changer. So we're excited to get that out to you guys. And, um, and like I said, those will be out this summer. And this summer, uh, August 17th through 19th, we'll be at the Midwest Training for Climbing Conference, uh, where we'll be speaking and coaching workshops on this new concepts of body tension that we've been working on. So, you know, if you guys are able, we would love to see you out there. Again, that's August 17th through the 19th at Adventure Rock, Milwaukee. And you can find more info at MidwestTCC.com. Um, I'll, I'll be speaking with Steve Bechtel, Arno Ilgner, and Justin Shong are the other main speakers and main presenters there. So uh, we'd all love to see you guys out there. Uh, today's episode is with uh, Neely Quinn, who you all most likely know from TrainingBeta.com. Um, if you aren't listening to training beta you should go subscribe now um it was it was sort of the inspiration for this podcast actually and i appreciate you know all the things that neely has done to you know further the the education of climbing training um so definitely go listen to her podcast over at training beta and today we just talk about nutrition neely is a nutritionist and I am the polar opposite of a nutritionist, whatever that is. Uh, and Neely had a really great common sense way of approaching it. And when, I, when she spoke at the seminar Nate and I just attended with uh, Steve Bechtel's climbing coaching seminar here in Lander, I really connected with her approach. And I wanted to talk to her uh, so that you guys could hear it. Um, you know, she spends most of her time talking to other people, and I don't think that, you know, she gets enough shine with her nutrition advice. So, uh, without further ado. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 this time
this time, this time, this time. And I mean, it's just a matter of how much you want to optimize your health for whatever reasons. Because for some people, it's just not worth it. Did not do it today. No. no, I don't think I could have done it today either. That's why I didn't get on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, am I not talking enough into it? No, you're good. You're okay. totally good. So should be set to go. Um, you know, the reason I wanted to talk to you about nutrition, A, you're a nutritionist, so that's helpful. But but I suck at nutrition. Mm. Like I, I know almost nothing about it. And when I read about it, I just totally space out. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't do it, you know? (laughs) And, but when you were talking in the seminar this week, you definitely put it into a really easy to understand, common sense, like, just do this and this and this, and you're fine, Mm -hmm. you know? And I like that, and I appreciate that. And I think that there are certainly people out there like me who are listening who don't care about macros and don't want to count calories and don't want to be super involved in it or people who might have a bad relationship with food who maybe shouldn't even be doing those things i don't know but you know talk to me a little bit about where did that common sense approach come from like did you delve into all the science of it and then distill it down to this common sense approach well i mean that's kind of my personality, really, is just I'm super straight to the point, as you've probably noticed mm-hmm. over the years. And I like things to be really understandable for myself. And I just figure that that's how everybody else wants it to be, too. So I just try to be as direct and easy to understand as possible and make it... I mean, you can read all these nutrition books and... It's the same with training. I can't read any of those nutrition books. (laughs) You could. (laughs) And it's the same with training. Like, you can read all this stuff and it's not going to make any sense. So, I just want to give people guidelines that they could actually use, like, today. Right. Yeah. And I I think that's cool. And it, you know, part of it I liked because it was validating what I already do. Like, okay, I do that and I do that and I do that. I could do a little more of that, you know. So, that was cool to hear. And that's just what I've come across through years of this food doesn't make me feel good. This Mm. food doesn't make me feel good. Let me try more of this, you know. What is your, like, your basic, if you had to tell somebody, here's the way you should eat as a climber, what's what's your, like, basic? You want me to repeat what I repeated 50 times in the seminar this week? Yeah, because none of these people heard it. (laughs) It's... It's pretty easy, and I think this is people want like a magic equation or like this is what you eat for breakfast, and this is what you eat for lunch, and right. this is what you eat for dinner. But for me, it's the same shit all the time, right? And that I think generally works for a lot of people. They get into a rhythm, they find foods that agree with them. Like you said, there are some foods that just don't agree with you, yeah. And I think most of us have, you know, at least a couple that we know when I eat this, I'm not gonna feel mm-hmm. good, I'm not gonna feel energetic. And if you pay attention to that, then you can just pare it down. And so my main thing that I said in the seminar was just to every time you sit down for a meal, have it have a good amount of protein, a good amount of fat, 
and a good amount of carbohydrates. And then the next time you eat, do the exact same thing and make your plate full enough so that you're full for like at least a few hours and then do it again and do it again. And like breakfast doesn't have to be just bread and cheese. It can be or bread and sugar or, you know, cereal or whatever it can be. It could be meat and vegetables or it could be eggs and vegetables or whatever you want it to be that makes you feel good. So you're not a fan of the like low carb weight loss. Yes, for sure. For for certain people. But because I work mostly with climbers, like, and unless they're trying to lose weight, then we go that route. But um, most climbers need plenty of carbs. And by plenty, I mean less than the average American eats, honestly, Mm -hmm. because the average American is eating like 300 to 400 grams of carbs a day. And we don't need that. Like nobody needs that. That's why everybody's so overweight. But when my climbers end up eating between like 150 and 200 grams of carbs a day, that's like a pretty good sweet spot for people. And what does 150 or 200 grams of carbs look like? Like if I had it in my hand, what would that look like? So that would look like... Um, okay, so if you had a cup of rice, that's going to be about 40 grams yep. of carbs. So if you did that three times a day, that's about 120 grams of carbs. Okay. Um, or a banana is 25 grams of carbs or, or any piece of meat, you know, like a medium piece of fruit is going to be about 25 grams of carbs. So if you had like three servings of grains a day, like in the form of, you know, rice or quinoa or whatever, and you had like a cup of it. Um, and then in your snacks, you're going to have like a, a piece of fruit with some sort of other food too. Then you're yep. going to get to that, to that okay. 150 to 200 grams. So those two giant plates of pasta I ate last night were probably not the best idea. Well, what did you have with them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it totally depends. It was not the best idea. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was family dinner and it was beef stroganoff and super creamy and tons of calories and well okay so that's so good because we destroyed ourselves yesterday yeah so i don't you it's interesting the things that we feel guilty about as americans right yeah Yeah. because i hear people they're like it was creamy and delicious and it had meat in it and so it must be really bad for me Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case how do you feel today i feel good today how did you feel last night uh, very full, but good. But good. I was really tired before. Yeah. So it Wrecked. had beef. It had yep. the cream in it. It had the pasta. So those are your protein, your fat, and your carb right there. Okay. And it and just because it was like pasta and pasta is bad for you because it's high carb. Like, yeah, maybe if you had a gluten sensitivity, that wouldn't have been the greatest thing for you. And you could right. have had it with rice. But like those are real foods that you ate and it probably had a little vegetables in it or did it yep, not? Yeah, it did. It yeah, did. so yeah. then you get your nutrients from all of those things. And we don't eat vegetables. Yeah. Ill. <laughs> 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 None of those. <laughs> and, and so that, that's fine. Now, if you had said to me like, today I felt really sluggish, I was super constipated, my stomach hurt, you know, right. and I would say, well, maybe rethink all that cream or maybe rethink something else in that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I definitely ate too much of it because, and I, and this is, this is my problem as an eater that comes from my childhood of my parents being like, you have to clean your plate, you have uh, to clean your plate. No matter how much is put in front of me, I will eat all of it. Yeah, you I know? used to do that and too. And if there's more left, I'll go get more and I'll eat all of it. Hmm. You know, that's just, that seems like it's just been built in. And I've, I've worked on getting out of that and I've gotten better and better at it. Last night, I was not good at it. Yeah. But, you know, I do think that's important. How do you feel about 
portions. Yeah, that's something I struggled with too, actually. And I would not only eat like everything that was on my plate, but I would eat everything that was on all of my family's plate and all of my (laughs) friends' plates. And I mean, I got up to like 135 pounds for a while and I'm five feet tall. Yeah, you're small. Yeah, so so I had to, the one of the biggest things that I did to lose. Now you're 135 pounds of biceps. (laughs) You're yoked. Yeah, Chris keeps commenting on (laughs) that I look yoked, but uh, um, it's all the protein I eat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I think what happened and what I suggest for people is just that they stop when they're full. Like I'll say, go to like a seven or eight on a scale from one to 10, where one is you're really, really, really hungry mm-hmm. and 10 is thanks, after Thanksgiving dinner. Gotcha. And so if you go to the seven or eight and where you're like, yeah, I think I'm done. I've had enough. And then practice pushing it away. Yep. Like it takes a lot of practice to do it. It does. Yeah. It does. It takes a ton. But yeah, you just have to listen to your body. And generally, unless people are really messed up and they've dealt with eating disorders and overeating for years, yep. their cues are pretty right on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you mind telling us, you just said you had a lot of protein. That's why you're so jacked now. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, you told us during the seminar what you were eating for breakfast and yeah which i was forever made fun of for <laughs> <laughs> that's just the nature yeah, of being here but but i was really impressed by it I, I think it's really interesting i think a lot of other people find it interesting what you were eating for breakfast so yeah. do you mind telling us what what your week looked like sure so what i have for breakfast today cuz it was similar i had before i came here i made like 8 lamb burgers on my smoker Mm -hmm. which is delicious and you said when you make a burger you make eight burgers yeah i always make more than one (laughs) because i don't really like cooking that much and i think it's a waste of my time Mm -hmm. did i'm a nutritionist and i just said that yeah but i would rather just make everything in bulk and always just have like a bunch of options in my refrigerator that can quickly just reheat or not but anyway i had um a lamb burger a piece of bacon I also brought like five pieces of bacon with me so I could have mm-hmm. one each morning. Yeah, I saw you snacking on bacon throughout the classes and I'm like, damn, yeah. I bring bacon. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and then I had a little bit of jicama, a little bit of broccoli, and which I had steamed the night before. And um, yeah, that was it. Oh, no, and some sweet potato. So I always have some carb with each of my meals, mm-hmm. whether it's sweet potato or plantains or tapioca because I don't eat grains and I don't eat gluten um so those are just my options right right and you had pork chops several days for breakfast this week right yeah sometimes i have pork chops sometimes i'll have turkey cutlets or something but so this is actually a new thing for me Uh and it will be interesting maybe for some people because my breakfast before used to be eggs right in a tapioca crepe that I would make with some bacon and blah, blah, blah. And for like three days a week, I had these heinous headaches and I was really tired all the time. And I was like, all right, something is not right. And I've been eating eggs my whole life. Like I've I've eaten eggs every morning for the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I was like, could it be? And all your family's eggs too. Yeah, and all my family's (laughs) eggs too and all Seth's (laughs) eggs. and, (laughs) And so the only thing I could think of was the eggs and that was absolutely devastating for me yeah because i love eggs eggs are delicious and they make everything else delicious yeah so i ended up having i took them out for three weeks my diet completely and my headaches got way better 
and wow. I felt much more energetic. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to test them because I really want to eat them. And then I had headaches for two days after that. So, wow. Yeah, it was really night and day. And you, you're an advocate of these, um, and I don't even know what they're called. I, I would know the word if I wasn't sitting here with a microphone in my hand. Yeah. Um, when you take something out of your diet. Yeah, elimination diets. Elimination diets, right. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think I've gone a little bit too far with it. I think my body... I'm just learning this now. Like, I think my body is a little bit less um, hearty than it could be mm -hmm. because I have taken so many things out and I'm so disciplined with my diet that when I take something out, it never comes back in. Right, Like, right. I'm not a cheater or whatever. That's I, why you eat pork chops because that's the only thing left. Yeah, it's one of the only <laughs> things left, yeah. Like, I don't eat chicken or beef. Beef gives me ocular migraines which are terrifying and really uncomfortable so right but you know i'm also a really sensitive person for mm -hmm. various reasons and but you know when i work with people i definitely am not saying you need to take this out this out you need to go strict paleo right, right like i right. definitely don't <clears throat> do that and i don't want people to live the way that i live in terms of how um limited their food options are and i'm working on that but um i do definitely advocate for people to figure out the things that really do bother them, you mm -hmm. know? Like if they're having headaches all the time or their stomach hurts all the time or whatever it is, you know, that's, that sometimes can be this one food. Or like I have other people who have had chronic migraines and they take out gluten and they're like 100% better. Right. Which is amazing, you know? So an elimination diet works by, you know, you eat what you're normally eating, you have headaches or you feel really bloated or yeah. whatever the issue is. And then you take one thing out at a time, right? Yeah. Um, you take something out and it doesn't, nothing changes, then you put it back in? Well, you can, it depends on the situation, but you okay. can do it several different ways. Like if you're super sick, if somebody came to me and they were very sick and they had a bunch of symptoms, I, I might say to them, you should go paleo, like strict paleo, no grains, no dairy, no vegetable oils, no legumes. Um, okay. And, and I'd do that for at least a few weeks. See how you do with that. And then we start adding one thing back in at a time. Okay. So like one thing every three <clears throat> to five days. And, and it can be extremely tedious and laborious and sure. confusing. Yep. It's not like, an exact science. So that's not something that thankfully a lot of people are really healthy. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't do that with many climbers with my other like paleo clients. That was definitely a thing. Gotcha. That makes more sense, I guess, than taking one thing out at a time and seeing what's changing for me. It would be impossible because I would just be like, fuck everything. Ice cream makes me feel good. I'm only going to eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> Yeah, ice cream is really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so with with the amount of protein that you're eating, I think that you're, a lot of people are going to be like, that's a lot of protein. That's, yeah. That's too much protein. Yeah, for sure. How? What is your thoughts on this too much protein idea? Well, I think that we've been told over and over and over that, first of all, meat is bad for us right, and right. that too much protein is going to make our kidneys, like our, we're going to have kidney failure. And a lot of those studies are really just plain bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they're thankfully they're debunking some of those studies, especially about like cholesterol and saturated fat and all that. Um, they're still coming out with really shoddy research about like red meat causing diabetes. And 
I, I won't even get started with that kind of stuff. You're getting all it makes angry so, over here. I get really You're angry. Raging. It's one of the things that <laughs> makes me super angry because when you think about it evolutionarily, it's like what what made us what we are is right. cooked meat. Right. Like it made our brains what yep. they are. Yeah. And we've been eating it as you know throughout our evolution for millions of years. Yeah. So why in God's name would it be bad for us? Right. And not to say that like factory farmed meat isn't worse for us, you know, less good for us than pastured meat. But anyway, I think that the studies on the kidney failure kind of stuff were done on people who actually had kidney problems to begin with. So then they give them a 25%, 30% diet of protein. And yes, their kidneys are going to have problems with it. But gotcha. for the general population, that's just not the case. Like there have been plenty of studies done where you eat 25% to 30% and you're fine. But over that, I, I never suggest that people go over a 30%. Although there are tons of bodybuilders who do that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do start to see like things with their blood work. Do you think that most climbers you see or talk to are getting enough protein? No, no, no. I mean, I see their diets. Like I see all these people's diets and they're very... My clients are very representative, I think, of the general population. Yeah, and you ask everybody who's on your podcast what they eat. Yeah, yeah. So you get a good idea. But but I want to clarify that I think that we're all on a spectrum. Like, I was vegetarian for 12 years. Right. And I think it really messed my body up. And But it won't mess everybody's body up. No. Right. No. I don't think it will. I think that my particular body type requires a lot of protein especially because i depleted it for so long right of that protein but i know plenty of people who've been vegetarian and vegan for years and Mm -hmm. they're some of the strongest climbers i know sure and most of the people who i talk to on the like those really strong climbers who are on the podcast they tell me you know i don't eat that much meat i eat blah 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 i eat a lot of vegetables i eat and they eat generally really healthfully Yep. And they're obviously like way stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. So I can't fault them for that. Sometimes I'll wonder, well, I wonder if he ate more protein, if he would be even stronger. Could he be stronger? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's always a question, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But then like Jonathan, you know, I told him to eat more protein. He got bulky and he didn't like it and he didn't feel good. Right. And so now he's like somewhere in between, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your... You know, if a climber you think isn't getting enough protein, what's your go-to sources? Well, the top sources are going to be animal products. Okay. So if they're a if they're a meat eater, I'll go to meat. And it's crazy because almost almost every time a client comes to me and they say my energy isn't as good as I want it to be. I'm not climbing as strong as I want to. And then they add more meat into their diet. Almost every single time they get stronger and have more energy and Mm. everything else feels better. Like their blood sugar gets better. So everything just feels better. They're like, my workouts are easier. I'm climbing harder, sometimes like way harder. Right. Um, And so it usually doesn't fail, but if they're vegetarian, then that's, it gets really tricky. Because it's either tofu, which doesn't have a ton of protein in it mm-hmm. compared to meat, or it's like, well, maybe you could start eating some fish. And some of them do. 
or it's whey or dairy, like yogurt can have a lot of protein in it. Right. So those are those would be my sources. Okay. Um, what do you feel about like red meat versus other meat? Is there danger to eating a lot of red meat? You know, I've, these are just things I've heard yeah, and I yeah. really have no idea. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, there's a guy, Chris Cresser, who um, he does a ton of research and he's really good at breaking down research that comes out. So right. every time there's one of those those articles that it's like red meat will kill you. Right. He's really good at going into that art that study and saying this is what they did wrong and like they're they're not accounting for these other things that are in these people's diets. They didn't do this right. They used like there's all kinds of stuff that is wrong with these studies. And if you go to chriscresser.com and you just search red meat there is an enormous amount of um, articles on there about that, if anybody's interested. It's Chris, Chris C-H-R-I-S-K-R? Yeah, K-R-E-S-S-E-R, chriscresser.com. And he's great. And so, personally, I don't think that anybody really is going to just eat, like, a steak every meal. Yeah. And if they did, I think as long as they're eating... See, the problem can be when you're eating like a lot of red meat and you're eating just like sugar with it or just, you know, empty calorie grains, um, high inflammatory grains, because some of the things in meat are a little bit and they can be a little bit inflammatory. So if you're eating all these other inflammatory foods, then that's where the problems start. And so our diet of like meat, dairy, which is inflammatory, sugar, and pretty much no vegetables right. <laughs> or fruits yeah, in most totally. people's diets. Yep. Like that's where the problems start because they're, inflam- they're inflamed. And inflammation is what is causing heart disease and diabetes and all of the, and obesity even. So it, it's, it's a balance. Like you have to think about what we evolved eating and it was meat. It was some nuts and seeds, a little bit of grain, lots of vegetables, lots of root vegetables, fruits when they were available and good fats. And that's it. You know, I like that you said fruits when they were available because, you know, that's something you talked about a fair amount during the week, or maybe it's just something you said once and I'm like, oh God, I eat a ton of fruit. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, early on in life, there was almost no fresh fruits and vegetables that just didn't happen. It was more like everything came out of a can or out of a package from the freezer you know, because microwaves were like the new cool thing and that's how we made every meal. Mm -hmm. And so when I started trying on my own to like make these attempts at being healthier, it was like fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. And I'm like, oh yeah, fruits are way better. Like they taste way (laughs) better. Yeah, they do. (laughs) So, So I would eat fruit constantly and I still do. I eat a ton more vegetables now than I ever did before, but I still eat quite a bit of fruit. And there's a lot of sugar in fruit, right? Yeah. And you just said when they were available. And I had never thought of that. But, you know, the way, the the season that fruit grows would have been the only time you could get fruit before Whole Foods. Right. Know? Okay. So, here's the thing is, yeah, and, and we are generally, a lot of us, like, n- northern hemisphere type genes, right? Right. But we're humans are super adaptable. Like there are mm-hmm. people who live near the equator and they always have fruit. Right, sure, and sure. And they're fine. 
Like there are a lot of hunter-gatherer groups that I've studied and they eat a ton of fruit and they're fine. And they've adapted to yeah, that's be just, able to process Yeah, humans are super adaptable. And that's why we can subsist on like this Neolithic diet that we have with all the grains and all the sugar. And we're still like living. Right. So I don't think that eating fruit all the time is necessarily a bad thing. We're really lucky that we get to. Mm-hmm. It's just making sure that... Um, I mean, my main point throughout the whole week was that your blood sugar, you need to maintain good blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And if you're eating just fruit and it's just like dried mangoes and that's your snack two times a day, yep. that's a lot of sugar. Yep. And you might have troubles with your blood sugar, which might cause troubles with your energy levels. I'm glad you said dried mangoes. That's my fiance's favorite snack and I'm not a big fan of it. So You're not a fan of dried so mangoes. You're like maybe, the only maybe person Maybe we'll cut those out now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what you, sh- you should have her do is, because um, I was eating a ton of them for a while seth and i were spending exorbitant amounts of money on dried dried mango because we were totally addicted (laughs) and then i was like okay well i've gained a little weight let's see what's actually in this and there is i mean i can't i can't actually remember how much sugar i was eating but it was like over a hundred grams a day just in mango wow yeah which is a lot Mm -hmm. and and so then it's really calorie dense too but anyway, the main point is like, if you're going to have dried mango, have a couple pieces, have a little almond butter and have a little piece of some sort of protein, like a hard boiled egg. That's yep. a lovely snack. Yeah. You know, that's like a little meal. Oh, good. She'll love to hear that. Now she gets to have her Justin's almond butter packets. Yeah, totally. That's totally fine. <laughs> Damn it. She was right. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that makes sense. If you're, you know, we talked about the amount of carbs and what that looks like. And I think that's super helpful to have that visual, um, especially for me, because when you say grams, I just start blanking out. Like I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that means, mm-hmm. you know. What would, you know, if I were going to have a good breakfast, a good lunch, good dinner, you, you know, you just told what a good snack looks like. And that's really important for me to be able to see what does a, you know, a handful of this and this and this what's a breakfast look like maybe well for like a normal person or like not, for a climber not who's yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> and not not a not neely climber yeah <laughs> well i think that so here's the problem with eggs i think a lot of people's go-to is eggs mm-hmm. as it was for me yep. and i will say also since i have had to take eggs out i feel way different in terms of energy too like now that I'm eating so much more protein and therefore so much more food in the morning, my energy is way better for way longer. Okay. Because I would be hungry after like an hour after that breakfast with eggs. Right. So eggs, each egg has about seven grams of protein in it. Whereas like, so if you're having two eggs, did I just say seven or 14? You said seven per okay. egg. Yeah. So if you're having two eggs, that's about 14 grams of protein. If you have a like a pork chop like me (laughs) or or, uh and a piece of bacon or something that's gonna be more like 40 grams of protein okay depending on how big it is yeah that's a big difference right yeah it's a huge difference and i think that the big the most important time to have a lot of protein is in the morning because we've just fasted for eight to however many hours and our bodies are hungry we may have trained or climbed the day before and so our, our bodies are even more hungry, especially for protein, because it's so important for recovery and muscle synthesis and, and all of that. So 
I think that a good breakfast for anybody would be if you're not going to have meat in the morning, then try to have one of my clients has um, a couple eggs or maybe it's three eggs, but he also has a serving of Greek yogurt, which has 20 grams of protein in it. Right. It's a lot of protein. Yeah. And so that right there, he's getting like 50 grams because um, he also has some other stuff in there. And vegetables have a little protein in it. Right. Grains have a little protein. And so he's getting like 50 grams of protein per per breakfast. Cool. Which is great. So I think it was like eggs with some veggies sauteed in a little coconut oil. And then he has his yogurt. And that's lovely. Cool. I, you know, there are times when I'm making breakfast, especially when we were in Waco this winter. And... I would, we would go get brisket from the the Vista Market and in the mornings I would make uh, all these vegetables and then brisket and eggs and eat that all as a big scramble. Yeah. And there were a lot of mornings where I'm like adding brisket and I'm like, this brisket is fucking delicious. Yeah. But am I getting too much protein? I don't know, you know? So I never, I never knew that eating three eggs is not even close to enough protein for an active no. person. And, and enough, yes, because there are plenty of really great athletes who do sure, that sure, and sure. they're totally fine. But, but my rule But I'm of, not going overboard. Yeah, no, no, you weren't going overboard. And that was like, I mean, how did you feel when you were eating that? Good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think I'm glad you keep asking that. I think that's maybe something we don't ask ourselves enough that... You know, we worry a lot about our diets, but yeah. I think that's a good thing to ask. How do I feel? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm constantly asking my clients is because it doesn't matter. Like, I can tell them to eat 150 grams of protein a day, and they might feel awful. Like, they might feel really bloated. They might. Some people just don't digest protein very well because they're lacking hydrochloric acid, and then they sometimes will supplement hydrochloric acid in order to be able to digest it. And some people just don't, I don't know, they don't like meat that much. Mm-hmm. And so they feel sort of gross eating it. So it just really depends on the person. Yeah. So sh- we should just end this and be like, do you feel good? If you do, great. <laughs> if you don't, change some shit. <laughs> well, and that's a problem too because a lot of people don't know that they feel bad. And okay. I come across that a lot too because they're like, yeah, it's just normal. This to is have just my norm. Like a huge dip in energy where I feel like falling asleep at 3 p.m. every single day. And you're like, Actually, that's not normal and you don't have to have that. So what sh- what is normal? Like what are normal energy levels? How should a climber who's actively climbing a few days a week and then working a normal job, how should you feel? Well, if you're eating right. If you're eating right and sleeping right and drinking enough water and not super stressed out and like it all oh these God. are, are all Is the there theme. anyone like that? I mean, no. <laughs> no, not at all. And and it's funny because I'm a nutritionist, but then when I talk to my clients, these are as much priorities for for them as their diet because you can't I mean, you you have to sleep in order to recover. It doesn't matter what I tell you to eat. You're still going to feel like right. shit if you're sleeping five hours mm-hmm. a night and drinking like 62 ounces of coffee every day. Right. Um, so I, I can't remember what you asked me. <laughs> what, what does normal look like? Oh, normal. I mean, I think it looks like if you were to sleep at least eight hours a night and even more on hard training days, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. And then you wake up, you 
you eat something and then you feel like, I mean, everybody feels tired in the morning. That's right, normal. Right. But like not being able to get out of your house or out of bed without the the thought of coffee or sugar to perk you up. Um, and then you should be able to go for three to five hours between meals optimally. Um, but for climbers who are really active, like sometimes it works better for them to eat, you know, breakfast and then snack and then lunch and then snack and then climb and then dinner, or whatever. Um, but you shouldn't have those. The, the reason that people get energy lows is because their blood sugar goes low or they do something like super physically active. And so if people just keep their blood sugar super even all day throughout the day and then go to sleep, wake up, eat again, they're generally going to feel energetic throughout the whole day without the use of caffeine. Gotcha. So that's what we're looking for is just pretty even energy levels. Yeah. And if you're not, Mm. then it's really time to look at how much sugar are you eating? Like sugar, not carbs, but actual sugar. Right. Whether it's from fruit or like in the form of white sugar. And that's where, I mean, every single one of my clients uses MyFitnessPal for at least a few days Mm -hmm. before I talk to them so that we can see this is how many grams of sugar you're eating. This is how many carbs. And sometimes people come to me and they're eating 500 grams of carbs a day. And they're like, I can't lose weight. My climbing's sucking. My energy sucks. I don't sleep well. I get up in the middle of the night to eat. Um, And all those things, it's like, okay, let's scale down to 150, 200 grams and see how you feel. And that makes their blood sugar way better. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, as an athlete, my whole life, and I I remember in high school, you know, before a wrestling meet or something, I would think I have to carbo load, like I have to eat a million carbs because that was the cool thing. That was the popular thing. It's what everybody talked about. What you know, is is that an actual thing or? Well, yeah. I mean, you definitely want to have your glycogen stores filled mm-hmm. before an event like that. So for sure, like I've experimented a ton with. And do you low, think that low carb diet climbing as well needs yeah. you to have a, a little more carbs before you perform well? Yeah, I think so. But I think the carb loading. I don't know how much you were eating. Oh, I was a high school kid and stupid, so it was a lot, but. Well, then, I mean, again, how'd you feel? You probably felt like shit. Well, I mean, I was... Also, you were a wrestler. I was a a (laughs) 16-year-old wrestler who always made weight, so I didn't worry about cutting weight. So, I don't know how I felt. I was 16. I was... Yeah. No one knows how they feel at 16. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I didn't. Um, (laughs) I think the carbo-loading is only necessary if you are... Let's see. If you're doing a ton of a ton of exercise. Like aerobic type exercise. Especially aerobic type yeah. exercise. Mm. But I I haven't encountered any athlete that I've worked with where we need to carbo-load them unless they're on a low-carb ca- low diet. Right, right, right. And they are actually depleted. And I've definitely experienced that. And you know, <clears throat> like you're just tired and your muscles just don't work. And then as soon as you have the whatever, like I'll have a crepe with jelly on it or right, something, right. you're like, okay, I can go uh-huh. again. Time to go. Yeah. So do you like bump up all the things before you're going to perform? Like the the day before you're going out to try to send your project? No. What does that look like? No, I mean, not, not if you're continually feeding your muscles <laughs> and body with plenty of carbs. And... So keep it even. Yeah, just keep it even. Because if you're if you're trying to send right, 
the night before, the last thing you want to do is have like 450 grams of carbs right. that's glutinous and like pl- tons of sugar too. And the next day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like really bloated. You're going to have edema. Your eyes are probably going to be poofy. You're going to be like, I'm so tired. Yeah. And I mean, if you go to extremes with it, right. That then might you're going to have to drink six cups of coffee. to try. And then you're going right. to have hydrating. to drink six cups of coffee. to try. And then you're, and then you're not yeah. going to send your project. Yeah. yeah. And then it's all downhill. Yeah, no, but, <clears throat> but for sure. I mean, like I brought more carbs out today when we were climbing than I would normally eat. And it made me feel better because we had the approach that was uphill with a pack on and then right. you're outside in the elements all day so like definitely eat mo- more carbs on your climbing days to keep your energy lo- levels up okay but in the form of it doesn't have to be goose it doesn't have to right, be right 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 can be real food yeah definitely know? make it real food you bring real food to the crag i've been that's been my go-to for the last six or eight months is just to make like you talked about with burgers, just to make a bunch of extra breakfast and then I'll roll it in a tortilla and take yeah. it to the crag with me. Perfect. You know? And that seems to work really well for me instead of let me take a bunch of bars and a bunch of goos or, or whatever. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you were a runner, yeah. it'd be a different story, but sure, we're climbers. Sure. We're like sitting around a yeah, crag. I carry a big ass bag up with us. And, yeah. 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 My bag of food was like, Five pounds, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's real food, like an avocado and stuff that weighs something. But I think that's fine. Now, there are a lot of climbers who go up to crags and they hardly bring anything. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of climbers just prefer to not eat anything all day, which I've never understood. And I don't think that it it lends itself well to performing well because you're low blood sugar. Like, yep, how could I you agree. possibly? Yep. Um, but if you do do that, then definitely feed yourself well afterward like eat go ahead and eat a lot because you're going to need it because you've starved yourself all day right right so can we talk coffee for a minute you you said you said coffee with such hate the first time you said it that (laughs) (laughs) that i know some some coffee freaks out there probably turned this off immediately and we're like she doesn't like coffee oh i know no (laughs) i know people I mean, I could honestly talk about coffee for like three hours straight just because it's such a huge part of our culture, right? And yeah. for I don't know if it's climbers in particular who are so in love with it, but you guys are so in love with it. <laughs> it's like you're like proud when you... Yeah, like your coffee methods. And yeah, the, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't want to insult anybody. No, no, no. But it is interesting to me to see this this like sanctioned drug abuse. Right. Yeah, which is that's exactly basically what, what it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. is. It's like a stimulant drug. It's very much, um, it very much affects your nervous system and your mood and your energy levels and the amount of cortisol and adrenaline that are running around your body. And as climbers, first of all, I don't think we need any more of that shit running around our bodies because it's super stressful on our bodies. Yeah. So I just think that we, we've been taught to just lean on it a lot and Mm -hmm. the best substitute for caffeine is just good food like keeping your blood sugar stable so that when you crash you don't feel like you need caffeine because all caffeine does is it sends a signal to your body that something stressful is happening so you need to secrete cortisol and adrenaline and all these stress hormones and one of the things that that does is it makes your liver push out blood sugar into your system so it feels like you've eaten something. Right. And so it actually does. That's why it's a 
an appetite suppressant too. So it does make your body feel like you've eaten, but it's really stressful Which on your is body dangerous. to do that. You know, yeah. that happens to me sometimes because I'll, I, I'm not a big coffee fiend, but I've, and I used to not like it at all, but in the last five years, probably I've started getting into, into it a little more. Largely because for me, mornings have always been a struggle. I had a horrible sleep problem called awareness during sleep paralysis for years. And so mornings were always a struggle. And the act of getting up and making coffee and having that routine mm-hmm. was, was really nice for me. So I've learned to like coffee. I still don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how to make pour over coffee or any of that. I have no idea. I'm definitely not a coffee fiend. But there are mornings where I sit down at the computer to do some work while I'm drinking coffee. And then the next thing I know, it's 1130 and I haven't eaten anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super common. definitely happens. Or like a lot of people will get up Take, have some coffee. I almost said take it like it's a drug. Have some coffee. (laughs) Intravenously (laughs) take the coffee. And then go work out. And that's one of the worst things I see my clients doing to themselves because they're depending on those stress hormones to get them through that workout. Most of the time, those workouts are not great for them either Mm -hmm. because they've fasted for eight to whatever hours. Their body wants food and then they give it caffeine, which is a stimulant, and then they go work out and they don't have the proper energy to do the workouts then what happens is they have a major slump at 3 p.m because they haven't fed themselves properly and they've done this very stressful thing on their body Mm -hmm. so i think that like the one of the most important things people can do is eat something even little before working out in the morning Mm -hmm. and and then continue to eat for the rest of the day Um, definitely eat like within no more than like an hour before your workouts does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, and then within an hour after your workouts, and that can be really helpful. But the whole caffeine thing, it just kind of freaks me out because I see a lot of people who are a little bit older, like even in their late 30s, sometimes even in their early 30s, who have depended on caffeine a ton. Right. And <clears throat> and all of a sudden, their adrenals get really taxed because a lot of those stress hormones are coming from your adrenals. And um, all of a sudden, they like start to gain weight and they can't lose it. They have lower energy levels. They get really bad stomach digestion stuff because it's all related. They get headaches. They get like super low sex drives. All of their hormones just go out of whack. And it's because of all of these stress hormones for that they've been depending on. Right. Is there a safe, healthy way to use coffee? I mean, yeah, I mean... Does that even exist? Yeah, for sure. I mm. mean, there are... It's a spectrum too, just like the protein thing. We're all totally different. Right. And um, physiologically, like I'm super sensitive to caffeine and that's probably partly why I'm so strict about it with other people or I'm so worried about it with other people. Yeah. Is because if I have caffeine, I get very, very anxious. And that's the other thing to understand is if you have caffeine, some people are, you're, I mean, it makes you anxious. That's one of the physiological effects it has. Yep. So if you have anxiety issues, caffeine is definitely something to think about. But anyway, um, yeah, I, there are people who could drink three pots of coffee their whole lives and live until they're 105 and be totally, totally healthy. Right. But then there are other people who, like me, if I had coffee every day, I would be a wreck. 
Um, and I just think that everybody owes it to themselves to know where they lie on that spectrum. And the only way to do that is to stop drinking it for like a month so that you can actually detox from it and then try it and see how it makes you feel. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that's good advice. When you were talking about it the other day, I thought, I wonder if I've become, you know, if I'm leaning on this coffee and don't even know it now. So would it be a good idea for me to take it out for a month or so and just see how I feel? Yeah. You know, I think that's probably a good idea. And, and you can't really do it for less <clears throat> than that. Because if you get off coffee and I mean, it takes like a while to actually detox. You could, you could stop cold Turkey and it might take you three weeks to act for your body to be like, okay, this is our new normal. Get rid of all that. And, yeah. Some yeah. people can stop in cold turkey and they're totally fine. And those are the kinds of people where I'm like, yeah, okay, you might be fine with a little bit of coffee. Um, but it's super addictive. I mean, there are definitely withdrawal symptoms. So you have to give yourself that full month and then make the decision. Yeah. I think there's a tornado going yeah, on out there. Yeah, I think so too. You hear things <laughs> falling over and this is crazy. We tried to record this at the crag, but it got too windy and now Charlie Manganello's house is going to blow over. Yeah, so. sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think that it, it goes right back to what you said about how do you feel? How do you feel? Yeah, exactly. You know, and... Yeah. And be honest with yourself. And you said something in there that reminded me of a lot of my clients and people that I've talked to and worked with, where you said they're, you know, they drink coffee and then they feel horrible throughout the day. So the, or they, they dip really low. And then the response is, I need more coffee, I need more coffee. you know, <laughs> and it's this vicious, vicious cycle. And I see that with training all the time where people will, train a bunch they'll train themselves into a hole be a little overtrained they'll feel really weak so their response is i need to train more yeah you know and that's exactly the opposite of what they should be doing that's a really good so yeah that's really similar yeah uh, i mean i like that your main advice is just how do you feel like how is your diet making you feel i think that's a really important thing to look at because we're all not all of us but a lot of us are very scared of it or focused on it or we put a lot of emphasis on what we're eating and and our diets and i've seen so many people who are, are hardcore about their diets but they're not happy people yeah you know? and yeah. they're not doing well but they're still super hardcore about what they're eating and this is the right way and you should do it too mm -hmm. you know so i think that's a good thing to ask yourself yeah, I think so too. And I think some general rules would just be eat real food and try to imagine what we were eating as we evolved and try to eat as much of that as possible. Like if you're going to eat meat, try to make it from a really good source where those those animals were eating what they're supposed to eat, like grass usually. Right, right. Um, and if you're eating dairy, same thing. Like you don't want the crap that they put into conventional dairy. Like spend the money if you can and buy good ingredients and stuff that doesn't have a bunch of pesticides on it because those are really important things too and if you can eat whole real foods almost all of the time if not all the time then you're going to do yourself a, a real favor yeah i mean it sounds cliche but like that's just the truth yeah i think that's important to say and i think that's important to hear coming from a nutritionist 
you know, as well as sleep better, you know, sleep more if possible. And what were your other? Sleep, make sure you drink a lot of water. Yep. Um, caffeine, stress is huge. Don't exercise too much. Half the time with my clients, I'm just trying to get them to exercise less. Oh, yeah. The battle, not the battle for yeah, rest you is know. real. I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. Like actual rest days are very important. Um, and also with the caffeine thing, I just want to mention that kombucha has caffeine in it. And tea has caffeine in it yep. and um all these things have chocolate has caffeine in it damn and, it and all of these things <laughs> there are people who drink one cup of coffee in the morning and they don't sleep well so like right. it's real for people and if you're not sleeping well consider the caffeine because it is so important for your climbing right and 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 again be honest about how those things are connected you know i could very easily say i'm sleeping better now than i ever have in my life um, and I'm drinking coffee, so there there can't be a problem. But I could still sleep better. So maybe not drinking so much coffee is something I need to look into. Right. You know, I need to try it and see what it's like. Yeah. And I so. mean, it's just a matter of how much you want to optimize your health for whatever reasons. Because for some people, it's just not worth it. They're yeah. like, I'm yeah, going yeah. to drink my coffee, Neely, and I don't care what you right, say. And right, I'm like, right. okay. Yeah, Fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat ice cream. I don't give a shit because <laughs> I fucking love ice cream. But I mean, ice cream is honestly one of the better sweet treats, just because. Oh, you're the, my favorite. The because it has <laughs> fat and or protein in it, and mm-hmm. so that's gonna really blunt the blood sugar effect that it has on you. I don't really have a problem with ice cream, um, depending on what kind of ice cream, <laughs> or like depending on the quality of it. All right, you're my favorite. That was that was exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you just pay attention to how you're feeling, you sleep, drink more water, again, with the caffeine and all that, pay attention to how you're feeling, then you'll end up jacked like Neely, okay. and you'll be able to climb like Daniel Woods. Yeah. That's how it works, right? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I think having good common sense approach to the way you're eating is super important for a lot of people me especially because I can't like I said before I don't I blank out yeah so so I appreciate you sitting down blackout and giving me the you know the common sense rundown on it yeah I'm glad you appreciated it and thanks for talking to me today yeah no problem let's do it again all right all right uh big thanks to Neely I appreciate that she helped make room in a busy schedule that was going on here at the Climb Strong seminar uh, to sit down and talk with me. And, uh, and thanks for all you do. I appreciate it. Um, and I do want to say for you guys who are listening and who are a lot like me and nutrition talk and nutrition reading just makes you space out. Um, it's a really simple approach. Neely's a big fan of the 30-30-40 approach, which is 30% fat, 30% protein, 40% carbs in all of your meals and in your entire day obviously and she's an advocate for using MyFitnessPal for a few days uh, just to see what it is that you're doing Uh, MyFitnessPal is an easy way to input your food uh, check the calories that you're getting versus what they suggest and what those macros are and I've started and stopped it multiple times because I just don't have the patience and again I just I black out when it comes to nutrition and 
But I've started it up again just to see what I'm doing and what I could do better after this talk with Neely. And I've had a much harder time than I expected, honestly, getting enough protein. If you'd have asked me before, I would have said and have said that I get plenty of protein, but that may not be the case. So I'm definitely making an effort to up my protein intake here um, based on Neely's suggestions. And I'd suggest that you guys do the same. Uh, check out my fitness pal and track your food intake for a few days just to see where you could be better and then make some new habits and then stop counting the calories. You know, I don't think it's a super healthy thing to do for a long term. Uh, that's my opinion anyway. And you can find more about Neely at trainingbeta.com. Obviously, go check out her podcast. If you have nutrition questions, hit her up. Um, I'm going to try and talk with Neely again this summer. Um, because I'll be hosting a roundtable with, with Neely, Steve Bechtel, Charlie Manganello, and Arno Ilgner at the International Climbers Festival, which happens July 12th through 16th here in lovely Lander, Wyoming. Great place to be in the summer. You can find more about that at climbersfestival.org. And if you're in town, Nate and I will be here, and we're available for you know private outdoor sessions if you want to talk about tactics, if you want just a look at your climbing and we can give you advice on where to improve and how to do that, we're open, so hit us up. Uh, you can also find us this summer in Milwaukee at Adventure Rock from August 17th to 19th at the Midwest Training for Climbing Conference, and find more info on that at midwesttcc.com. And patron-only episodes coming soon. If you've been thinking about it, now's the time patreon.com slash power company podcast for as little as a dollar a month we've got more content coming your way and you know like always shares on your social medias the facebook's the instagram's the pinterest's uh no twitters we don't tweet we scream like eagles